Monster Life with Brent and Jeff. You guys having a killer time? We are having a killer time, and we always do on the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. I'm Brent. I'm Jeff. And we are here with you. We will be here for the next two hours, so keep it locked right here. We're excited about having another episode to open the Word of God and continue on in our Colossians series tonight. The service of Christ is what we'll be talking about this evening. And um, and as always, we have some great music in store coming up, so you want to keep it locked right here. Jeff, we have been traveling through Colossians, and we're exiting chapter three and entering chapter four tonight and i'm just excited to see what god has in store for us yeah this has been remarkable going through these prison epistles as they're called and um we're just excited that we've made it this far and that you've hung in there with us um this is episode nine we're wrapping up we're coming to the end so stay tuned we got lots more music for you need to breathe the rocket summer switchfoot december radio to kick off the show And as we look at Colossians chapter 3, we're going to be revisiting some things from Ephesians that we talked about previously, but really what we're going to be looking at, we're going to be keying in on verses 22 and 23, the importance of doing all that God has done, I mean, called us to do, and honor Him in the doing of that, which is, you know, it starts off in verse 18, wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. It always comes back to the the motivation of why we do it, which is for the Lord. So that's why we title tonight The Service of Christ. When we serve others, when we serve our spouses, our kids, our parents, whatever it may be, our bosses, we are doing it in a manner in order to please God and to serve Him ultimately through those things. So I'm really excited. I think this is going to be a good topic. And uh, just as it always is, the Word of God always comes and meets us when we sit here and we discuss and get to listen to some great music as well. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome. This is The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Like us on Facebook and stay in touch with us through all those social media outlets. You know, we're talking about Colossians 3.18. Jeff left the um, verse 18 out there with wives and me to your husbands. I guess let it he, linger a little yeah, bit. I guess he wanted that to sink in with all you wives out there. Um, not like Jeff, but Paul <laughs> actually has a has a verse in here for everybody. You know, there's a he's talking about everyone here. He's going to talk about wives in verse 18, husbands in verse 19, children in verse 20, fathers in 21, bond servants 22, um, masters in verse 4, chapter 1. So he's going to cover the whole the whole gamut. We fit in there somewhere tonight. Yeah. You're either a, a kid, or a dad, or a wife, or a child. You're, all, you're always somebody's child, so right yeah. there you've got it. Um, or you're working for somebody, or you're a boss. So, you know, it can apply to us tonight, what, what we're going to talk about tonight. And, you know, regardless of the role that we play in our lives, whether we're, you know, a wife or a husband or a kid, you know, Paul's saying here it's not about... Um, being perfect in those situations, but what it's about is the motive of your heart. It's it's about doing those things as unto the Lord, and we're going to be talking about how we can do that. What does that look like in a believer's life to actually live your life in such a way that you're serving the Lord as opposed to serving yourself or serving man? Because it's very easy when you're have a have a um, a relationship that's personal with another human being. You tend to want to just focus on them, what they need, what they want, what they're going to like. Um, and Paul's sitting here and says, there's something that's a higher calling than that, right? It's uh, it's serving the Lord. Yeah, I just think that, uh, 
you know, as we continue on tonight, we're going to really get sh- get shredded and slayed by the scriptures as usual. And it's a good thing because not only that, but then it, it binds up the wounds as well. When you read this and it's like, do it not just to please men, not because everybody else sees you do it. You know, that's that's one of the most convicting things is like why we're doing something. Is it because <laughs> our boss is walking by and that's why we got to like work really hard? <laughs> because he's on the floor or whatever you know or is it because like oh my my dad's coming home so i gotta make sure i clean up my socks and whatever i don't know my dad didn't care about socks (laughs) mine either no i mean mom's coming home yeah that's there you go yeah daddy doesn't care about the socks on the floor that's why he throws his on the floor right kids (laughs) (laughs) that's the true story of my household right there (laughs) all right that was sweet submission by the followers and when we're serving the lord submitting to one another is sweet just like that song saying by the followers, you know, wives submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Don't be bitter, dude. Brent, sorry. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, contrasting the sweet submission to the don't be bitter. You want that sweet submission. It's good stuff. Anyway, um, I like how it goes. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. And then he talks about fathers. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. And I think it's important. It, notice it doesn't talk about mothers, and it's not because God doesn't care about mothers, but I think it it is so crucial, and it's it's something that is lacking in the home, which is a, the leadership of a father. And, you know, dad's off work and making the paycheck and all that stuff, but the Bible calls the father the head of the household. You know, it's not like some macho... Um, uh, misogynistic view or anything like that. It has to do with this is how God ordered it. And that's why we see such a discrepancy in families these days because the father is not taking the role that God has given him. Um, so the, the the mother is forced to. And, you know, it's very important that we serve as fathers, anybody who's out there listening. Um, and if you're not a father and you're going to be someday, take note because it's important that we, we take these admonitions to heart that we serve Christ in everything that we do and not just because somebody's watching and not because we have to, but because we love God and we are giving back what is rightfully his. Yeah. You look at, you know, the husbands here and he says, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. It's interesting because a lot of husbands can play the game real good about like serving their wives and, you know, loving them when they have to. to Mother's Day, birthday. To, right. <laughs> anniversary. Yeah. Turn on the charm when they need yeah. to to get past whatever. Um, and secretly be bitter toward their wives because they can't be off doing whatever they want to do or um, bitter at their wife for this thing or that thing. But, you know, when you look at it, where he's where is he going? He's going here to the heart, right? He's going here to what's going on inside. And, um, you know, when we look at it here, wives submit to your husbands as fitting to the Lord. Wives can go off and obey their husbands and do all that. But unless they're in their heart submitting to, to their husbands in the way that God calls wives to, and the same with husbands loving them the way God wanted them to be loved, um, it's just it's just eye candy, right? It's just all just what what's on the outward appearance, but not really what's going on in the heart. And that's what Paul's talking to. Um, the Colossians about um, coming out of that that last segment where we we're talking about fathers and the importance of husbands loving their wives and fathers leading the children and then audience of one which is what we're transitioning into talking about in verse 22 um, when Paul says bond servants obey in all things your masters according to the flesh not with eye service as men pleasers but in sincerity of heart fearing God 
and we, you know, man looks at the outward appearance, God looks at the heart. We we talk about that, and whenever someone's like short or you know might not be the most attractive, we're like, don't worry, God doesn't care. But it also has to do with what we're doing outwardly, you know, like our actions, what and what our motivation is, and where our heart is. Because, like Brent said, a husband can show the outward signs of loving his wife, but God can tell if he really loves his wife with all his heart, you know, yeah, or is his heart straying elsewhere, you know. And the same with the wife, like she might be submitting and. But she's standing, you know, stiff-necked in her heart. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's all comes down to what God sees because we're not supposed to uh, regard man's opinion. We're supposed to see what God, um, or see what God says in His Word and apply it to our life and submit to it. You know, that's what we're all about. Sometimes as humans, right? We're all about the the applause, the oohs and ahs. <laughs> it's all about the the show. And um, you know, I, there's a time in my life. Um, more so in the past than now, but I still it still creeps up every now and then. But um, where I was all about playing the game, you know, it was all about having a good show for people to see me, and um, you know, as long as they think Brent's cool and's got it all together, I felt good about myself. If people, I thought people thought that about me. Of course, people really th- knew the truth anyway, and we're just fooling ourselves when we think we can play the game. But um, you know, I remember. Just a personal little thing. I remember being at uh, my first job, and um, I was very intent on making my boss very happy with me because I wanted my boss to approve of my work. And I worked for a really, really horrible boss um, <laughs> who had his little favorites, you know. And um, I was not one of them. And he always gave me the the um, crappy jobs to do. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it was one of those things where I could never win his approval. And I think one of the things that God really taught me was this verse here about bond servants and obeying things, bowing your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but the sincerity of heart fearing God. And I feel like God was teaching me like, well, who are you really working for? Are you working for me? Or are you working for this guy who you're never really going to do a good job in his eyes, even though you are doing a good job? Um, but is that all right with you? Can you go home at night and uh, be content with your work and knowing that you did the best you could do because you were honor, trying to honor me instead of honoring a man. And, um, you know, it really taught me practically, you know, what this kind of could look like. And, um, of course, you know, we all have our successes and failures and there's times where this crept up and, and you know, every facet of my life, God had to move me, you know, are you going to be a good husband because I want you to, or because your wife wants you to, are you going to be a good dad because your kids need, want you to, or are you going to do it because God wants you to like, where, where's your heart in this situation? Is it just for show or is it something that, um, that, that you feel like you just need to do? So everyone thinks you're doing a good job. The altar life with Brent and Jeff. That was limelight by the no longer song about performing for the approval of men rather than the approval of God, which is not what we want to do. As Paul admonishes the Colossians here in chapter 3, this is The Altar Life with Brian Jeff. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out our website. You can request music for us to play. We might play it if it's good enough for our standards. And not you're not just requesting songs to try to please us <laughs> with eye service. <laughs> I but think we'll, that's a funny, but we'll take it if that's all it comes to. That's it's a funny, it I, it's a funny thought. Like eye service, like you've heard of lip service before, when you're just saying something because you know it's pleasing to that person. But eye service, it's like I just imagine like someone standing there glaring at you, and you're like doing a little dance, and they're like, "Yes, that is pleasing <laughs> to my eye." It's like dance for me now. <laughs> Wear this hat and this cane. 
and you're like, what is eye service? I think of it as like when you need to get like drops or you need to go to the eye doctor. You got to get your eye serviced. It's like your car. Bring it in. Anyway, we're talking about the idea of who are we doing what we do for? Is it because that's just what we were taught by our parents? You need to go out and be a good worker, put in 40 hours and you know, develop a good work ethic. But is our work ethic an example of how we're living our life in our relationship with God? And that's what matters. Is it is it the outpouring of the change that has taken place in our life when we become new believers in Christ, new creations? Or is it just because, eh, guess I gotta, you know, get ahead and look better than everybody else in my job. So if I stay later and work harder, my boss is going to see that and be like, yeah, that, that's a good worker there. No, it's, are we doing that to honor the Lord while also, and that this is something else, you know, can throw in there, you know, are we doing what we're supposed to do at work while also fulfilling the other tasks of loving our wives and, you know, raising our children, which it's a tough balance. And I think it, there's not an, a, a coincidence that Paul puts all these things together. It's like you have to do one without leaving the other undone as well. Jumping on what Jeff said there in the last segment, you know, he kind of threw at the end. You know, I think he's he hit it right on the head with with being um, men pleasers. You know, because we can get caught so caught up sometimes trying to appease men and and doing all these things in our life because we think men want us to do them. And um, it's interesting. Like God's taught me recently about how to prioritize my life in such that, hey, you know, is the things you're doing things that God really wants you to do? And if you're doing them, are you doing them in a way that God would be God would be honored? You know, because there's definitely a difference between just doing things to do them because you know people want you to do them, and actually doing them because you know you've been called to do that by the Lord, and because you've been called to do that, you want to please the Lord in that, and um, it helps you sift out <laughs> your motivation of your heart. You know, because sometimes we honestly can get so caught up in just doing stuff that we lose sight on what God really wants us to be doing. And um, I find that I've found in my own life that as I've zeroed in on the things that I know that I'm called to do and focus on doing those things as unto the Lord, the Lord honors my efforts so much in a greater way than when I was trying to do more things half-heartedly. Because I think the Lord has more opportunity as he's called us to do things to... um, do those things unto the Lord and the Lord blesses them and honors them and produces fruit in those things that we couldn't even imagine. So um, we'll see you on the other side. Dude, I serve a society by rocking. I'm out there on the front lines liberating people with my music. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Rocking ain't no walk in the park, lady. Feel unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, that was new music from Toby Mac, I On It, from his album of the same name. And it's time for our unbelievable segment this week. Talking about serving Christ, our unbelievable has nothing to do with that and nothing to do with our topic whatsoever. It's just random. Off-air, Brent had used the term bailiwick, and I thought it sounded like an old English word. So we're going to talk about old English words here on our unbelievable segment and why aren't they used more often. For example... In the King James Bible, it talks about where someone's haunt is, which is something that we actually say nowadays. We're like, yo, that's my haunt. It's a place where you live or where you hang out a lot. And it's actually from the King James Bible. So that just opened up a can of worms 
So if I were to ask it you, it doth open up a can of worms. So if I were to ask you, whence comest thou? You, you could say, my haunt. <laughs> exactly. A fortnight ago, <laughs> I was there. Henceforth, wilt thou labor for naught? I trow now. I trow not. I trow. Trow. That's that a great one. I like that one. It says to think or suppose, right? I suppose not. Yeah, I suppose I trow not. not. I trow not. How do you spell it? T R O W. Really? Yeah. Tro. Why does no one say that? I don't know. It's so I much like easier it. than say suppose. <laughs> I trow not. I trow not. I don't know. I guess that comes to the point where, you know, the, the question that we're going to ask in this unbelievable, which I'm finding is unbelievable, is, yeah. you know, we all had our start here being American, right? We yeah. all had our start in this old English language, but why did it become old? Yeah, Who said tro was not the right thing to say anymore? He said, <laughs> you should say suppose instead. Say this instead. Whose idea was that? That's what I want to know. Sorry, I'm knocking my microphone around because I'm not comfortable. I know. I'm, I dust... <laughs> protest my current comfortability and didn't want to tarry until the end of the segment (laughs) (laughs) oh man but it's so true like our language has gotten so dumb (laughs) like we're so lazy now we make words like ain't and we make that a word in the dictionary (laughs) or we can't decide on how to spell canceled because so many people (laughs) spelled it wrong and put two l's they just lowered the standard and made it two l's did they really yeah i didn't know it's either or now same See, with like, yeah, it's just dumb. See, that's the new lang- That's the new English. Yeah, these old English cats. They're probably like, what? They're like tro. <laughs> <laughs> I tro not. <laughs> You're like so old English man. Do you ever think that the new language whence, was- whence this become a word? <laughs> <laughs> they're rolling over in their graves. Yeah, I don't know. They probably it's waxing on them. I think. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It waxes long. <laughs> To grow, to become. I dare not tarry. Sorry, everybody's probably so annoyed with this right or now. Or years ago, like years ago, the word is your. Your. Y o r e. It's just an abbreviation of years ago, I guess. Yeah. Right? Like you I just guess, kind of throw but it together. That's so much easier to say. Yeah, and like I went over there instead Man, of over. If I could understand these words, and then I could actually understand Shakespeare. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> so, moral of the story. And English would be so much of an easier subject in school. Yeah, learn. An old English word a day to keep the keep the old English illiteracy going. away. <laughs> All right, that was knocked out by Bleach. Second half of a Bleach double play. Before that was Perfect Family, which is what Jeff has. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you don't have a perfect family, someone's liable to get knocked out. <laughs> In fact, Jeff just watched Ben Hur last week. What? <laughs> that's part of the lyrics of the song. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was like, what does that have to do with you anything? Put your kids to bed. You watch Ben Hur. Yeah, that's a great. Great lyric. Like, that's what husband and wives watch. Like, they just sit down and watch Ben Hur. Hey, my wife and I watch Ben Hur. <laughs> so, um, and, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. There you go. That's what heartily. tonight's all about. Heartily. That doesn't mean. That's an old English word, kind of. Yeah, kind of. But it's not It's not about just doing it half heartedly. It yeah. doesn't say half. It doesn't say full, but it says with all your heart. Um, you know, all in. You're all in, baby. That's it's not about it's an effort that is 120 percent as they say, um, and and I think, you know, I think as we were talking, you know, I think it's help. It's easier to do that when our heart knows that the Lord is calling us to do something. You know, I, f- I almost feel like sometimes, you know, I'm very less willing to do something with my whole heart 
if it's like I feel like somebody's twisting my arm to do it. Like, oh my goodness, like I'm just going to get this over with because I didn't want to do it in the first place. <laughs> right? You have that attitude, right? You just got to check the box because it's just needs to be checked. Yeah. Um, as opposed to knowing that God's called you to something and asking the Lord to allow you to do everything that you're doing with your whole heart, you know, heartily, as it says here. And um, as to the Lord, not to men. And knowing that it's the Lord that we're working for. It's the Lord that we're serving, ultimately. And um, and it only matters what he thinks. It doesn't matter what... Uh, I think the Lord will, will honor you with... with um, the human approval at times when it's necessary um, when we have God approval. We're in Colossians chapter 3, almost to Colossians chapter 4. That's right, we're jumping chapters up in here and uh, you can't believe it. No, it has nothing to do with anything and no one cares, but um, we're not doing it just to please you, we're doing it for the Lord and that's what we're talking about tonight. We don't want to be men pleasers, we don't want to just do things for eye service. But in sincerity of heart, fearing God, and whatever you do, do it heartily. When I hear that, like heartily, I think of like hearty, like a chicken right. soup. That's what I do too. And you're like heartily. Yes, that's how I, I want my service to the beef Lord stew. to be like a good hearty beef stew. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah. to the ribs. That's right. Like, no nonsense. Have you ever heard of a beef stew that had nonsense? No. <laughs> it's no nonsense. Heartily. Do it heartily. Uh, can I have some beef stew with a little side of nonsense, please? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it's just really sorry. Uh, <laughs> that was Jeff's impersonation on the radio of nonsense. Let's bring it back. Here and he a little bit. spun the little propeller on his hat. That's right. <laughs> when he was doing it. <laughs> Obviously, the altar life is not about pleasing men. Or eye service. One, we're on the radio, so eye service would be difficult. Two, <laughs> pleasing men would be difficult, too, because we're just real on this show. That's right. <laughs> and uh, Real good and real bad That's right. at the same time. Anyway, we're doing it for the Lord and not for you. So, so just <laughs> turn off the radio let us talk to ourselves and the Lord. No, nope, just kidding. Don't. 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 Um, anyway, the nonsense ends now, and we're moving on. In Colossians, we have verse 4, 24. Knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. That's where Paul wants to bring it, man. He's just saying, why are we doing it? Because we don't get our rewards from men. You know, if we do, Jesus said it himself. If we're doing it so that we are seen by men, then we get our reward, which is, hey, good job. But we want those eternal rewards which come from serving the Lord. That's right. We want those rewards. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I just feel like when we're, when we're talking about this, that it, it's so important that we remember when we're in the moment. And that's the hardest time is when we're in the moment to just lay, lay ourselves down before the Lord and say, Lord, I don't want the reward that is going to come from just an out of guy. You know, I want, <laughs> I want the reward that's heavenly, that's going to last. And not only just... Um, make an impact in my own self-confidence, but make an impact in the surroundings and the people that I'm that I'm serving. Because um, we can be a testimony just in the fact of how we serve um, the Lord in those in those situations. And um, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of your inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality 
And you know what? God is the ultimate judge, right? Of He's the one that dishes out rewards. He's the one that knows the true intents of the heart. And I think we're going to find that, you know, there'll be a lot of things that we've done in this life that didn't accumulate rewards in heaven <laughs> because our attitudes were wrong, our motives were wrong. Um, we didn't do them unto the Lord. We did them for ourselves, for our own um, pat on the back or our own benefit. And, um, you know, I think as the Lord is the judge and he looks at those things and will reward us openly for th- those things that we've done to serve him. And and, um, and I think the Lord honors that even on earth and, and somehow uses our, our serving him um, even though it's not something that people may see necessarily. I think some of the greatest saints uh, and some of the greatest Christians and the rewards that Christians are going to get are the, the people who, like, you know, after everyone leaves church, like, stay back and, like, clean up, you know, the disgusting parts. And yeah. um, people who are behind the scenes, you know, bulletin folders, you know. They, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one thinks about all the bulletins they got to get full. Whatever, yeah. you know, those people who who serve, they're always there consistently, and they're very faithful. And you know what? They're not doing it to get an out of the, out of guy. They're doing it yeah. because they love Jesus, and they want to serve him, and they want to do it with all their heart. Um, and they're the best bulletins that have ever been folded, you know, but but they're doing it all for God's glory. And I think, um, you know, God's ultimately going to be the one to reward them, right? And wouldn't it be awesome? I mean, I think we're going to have these guys who are, like, out in the open, look at me, look what I did. And uh, they're going to expect the trumpet fanfare, and except the trumpet fanfare is going to be um, on the janitor of the church, you know. And that just should be convicting for us tonight as we think about our own lives. So, the altar life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was audience of one by Big Daddy Weave, and that's where it all comes down to. You know what I mean? Like as Brent was saying in the last segment, what do we want? Do we want a reward for our diligent service of the Lord, or do we want to be repaid? for our half-hearted man-pleasing eye service there's a you know it's a it seems like a no-brainer but when like brent said earlier when you're in the moment and when it comes down to it and you're like wait i have to do this for the right reasons it's hard it's really hard to get into that scene it's like if uh my boss wants me to do this thing that i know doesn't honor the lord am i gonna do it just to please him or am i gonna you know stand up for god you know it, it doesn't have to do with just slacking off you know you can be like well, I got to do it because he's my boss or, you know, we, who are we honoring? Who are we putting right. in the, the lordship of our life? You know what I mean? Even if it comes down to a time where we may have to do something that's not popular, you know, it goes both ways. You don't want to just do something to make people happy, even if your heart's not in it. But you also might have to go the extra mile and do something that's deliberately going to make people not happy because it honors the Lord, you know? Right. And um, it all comes back. And even if you get persecuted for your service to the Lord, you will receive the rewards of your suffering just like Christ did, you know, and it's really important that we see it that way. And and I can't say that I see it that way at all, but, you know, it's just when we read the word, we have to take it for what it says at face value. Like if we're going to honor Christ, then, you know, (laughs) Jesus said like, why do we worry about what man can do to us? All they can do is kill the body. Right. (laughs) And you're like, oh, that sounds really bad. But, you know, we fear... I think it says even the Pharisees, it's like, but they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. And like it's like such an indictment. We don't want that to be us. And that's why Paul is encouraging the Colossians. Like, if you're serving, serve it as unto the Lord, not just because I tell you, not just because 
the church wants you to, do it because it's out of the love that you have for God, and that's all you're doing for. Right. To give him glory, to bring honor to his name. Yeah, and Jeff, you know, when he says in verse 25 there, he says, but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. There is no partiality. And it just kind of goes to the, the concept on the flip side of that, which says, you know, because God sees everything and because he's the one who is the judge, you know, where he would reward us openly for things that we did in his name, he'll also be the judge to say, eh, you know what, that wasn't right. And he doesn't have, he doesn't play, have partiality like men do, you know. And um, so it should be an encouragement for us to, to serve the Lord without worrying about what other people think. Um, to wrap up tonight, masters, give your bond servants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. And that's really what it boils down to, what we've been saying. You know, God is our judge. God is the master. He's the one that we should be serving. And, um, you know, so as we have that mindset, as we look at our lives and know that, you know, in all things that we're doing, we should be honoring and pleasing the master who's on high, who judges everything and can see perfectly, you know, our... Um, our attitudes, our, our motivations for things. And, um, and as we do that, realizing that, you know, he's the judge doesn't, doesn't play, you know, doesn't have favorites. He's not like the boss that I had that I was talking about earlier, where he had his few select favorites and everyone else that he gave the, the, you know, the dumb jobs to like, you know, he, he treats everyone fairly. He has no, no favorites. We're all his favorite. And uh, that's why he died for all of us. And we're all sinners. And we all need um, his help to do these things. And, you know, as we serve him, um, may that may that we learn tonight that it's all about what he thinks about us. It's all about what his perspective is, what that kingdom perspective, you know. Am I making an impact not just with the people that are watching me and just trying to check a box so they think I'm a good Christian, but... Am I even a good Christian when nobody's watching, you know, and that integrity that it takes to do that and to have a heart that's pure and true um, and not just trying to play the game? Yeah, I think it's important that, you know, we've been talking a lot about serving and, and you automatically think like as an employee, but there are a lot of people out there that have employees themselves and, you know, God's not impressed by our status like men are like you might get you might even not realize it but the, you get special preferential treatment or what have you because of your position or your status and you may you know think that you have arrived or something but god says there's no partiality so you should if you're in the, if you're blessed enough to be in that role treat the people who are underneath you as you want god to treat you as you're subject to him as, as he, he is your master and it's just a great you know, everybody gets up in arms about, oh, who's in charge? Or who's the head? The husband is? Oh, wait. Well, it comes down from Christ, first of all. You know, it's Christ is first, and then everybody else. So that's where we really have to look at it, you know? So our striving, our efforts, everything that we're doing is to honor him above all. And if any of it has to do with like, oh, well, this person, you know, they thought I was pretty good too, then just sniff that out. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want that. What we want is for God to be pleased with us because, you know, it's not that he wants us to work and work and work, but he wants it to be in response of what he's, the work that he's completed and is working out in us. And it's important for us to remember, and uh, I've been blessed by this episode. Me too. And uh, join us for our final episode in the book of Colossians next week. But until then, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Period.